Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things mental health, parenting, and education. I'm Devani. And I'm Stacy. And today we're talking about our mental health toolkit. So this is something that I've thought about a lot in my own therapy journey. Like, what are those things that people have or do? Like, what is in your back pocket? No, I'm going to stick with the analogy. What is in your toolkit? (laughs) (laughs) One analogy of what you do when you need to support your own mental health or that of someone you love. I love the word kit. Yeah. (laughs) The word just makes me happy. Yeah. And it's full of possibilities too. Yeah. It just sounds like, I don't know, you're going to have stuff in it and it's going to, either you're going to put it together, you're going to use a kit, kit. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever works for that specific day or situation, or maybe you have something in your kit that isn't the perfect fit today, but it might be. (laughs) I'll start. I think it's just, it's a nice visual reminder that none of these things is a magic bullet, but also there's a lot of possibilities of different ways to make things a little bit better when you need to. And a lot of these are perspectives, ideas, apps. There's just a ton of, you can put anything in the mental health toolkit. I, I know a friend of mine, a friend of ours, Holly, she has an actual box like of I think it's like comfort things or it's like mm. a, when she's feeling anxious, it's a literal box full of different things she can pull out and use. And I think that's such a great idea because when I have taught classes about anxiety management, one of the things we always joke about is that when the anxiety hits in that moment, especially if it's like a panic attack level, mm-hmm. in that moment, you don't remember any of the things you've yeah. learned. Like you read articles and you're like, what a great idea. I'm going to have to remember that. And you'll remember it until you need it. And then all of a sudden you're anxious and panicky and you're thinking, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So we would always say the first thing to do is to take a deep breath. Whenever we start with the breath, we slow things down just enough that we can then use our mental recall to remember the things that are in our maybe less literal toolkit. Yeah, and this is something that we work on in our Therapy 101 loop. Like, we work on actually having a list, several lists, mm-hmm. at your disposal that you will put in a binder, hang on your fridge, have in your t- physical toolkit if you want to, so that when things are difficult, you can pull it right out and have it ready. Or if you're taking the therapy 101 loop to support someone else, maybe as a family, you're all building these plans so that you mm-hmm. can support each other. Yeah. And then everybody becomes a little bit more literate in how to talk about mental health and how to address mental health. You know, it's interesting. My, I had a video call with my daughter this past week 
and she had a situation on her campus um, that she was dealing with. And there was one aspect of this situation that did not go great. And while she felt frustrated in our conversation, she was so clearly articulate. She was able to articulate so clearly why as much as it frustrated her, she was okay. And she specifically even said, I'm okay. We've always talked in our home about mental health and about our emotions. And I know I, I'm okay. But I, she said, but I think if someone else were in this situation and didn't have that scaffolding or those, that, those words, that language, this would be a very triggering and upsetting situation. So her concern was basically like she could kind of see what was going on herself, but she could also see here's the problems that exist and could be very upsetting for someone and need to be addressed. And I just hearing her be so articulate about that and to say, we've always talked about these things was such a validating thing to hear, not only as a, you know, therapist, but of course, first and foremost, as a mom that we've made these things part of our everyday language and we are able to do that in our therapy 101 club when we when we're meeting virtually with our clients it's everybody's sharing if they want or if they don't want to they don't have to but typically it just seems like people get real comfortable with each other and share and every week you walk away with several more tips and tricks to put in your toolkit and it's mm -hmm. always interesting to me to see why people sign up for this because it's, it's like there's no cut and dry yeah like you said it could be you're, you're you're going because you want to support someone who's going through depression or anxiety or ptsd um maybe a partner or a sibling or a parent or a child we've had people come because their therapist moved away they're between therapists and they still wanted something we've had people who have a therapist but wanted this sort of group component and to enrich the experience that they're having to pick up more tools. We've had clients come who were specifically looking for that com community component. Mm -hmm. you know, I want, I want to go, I want to feel supported. I want to feel a part of something. And, and they've all really become friends, which again, we didn't expect, but we've had people who are going through a hard time who come and other people who are, they're doing okay, but could use a little boost. We've even had people come who are therapists themselves or social workers to say, you know what, I've been working really hard and I could use something just for me. Mm -hmm. So there's so many reasons, like I just, everyone ought to have a mental health toolkit. You shouldn't even, no one really quote unquote needs a reason. We all need this. This is part of who we are. Yeah. Another reason I think for taking the Therapy 101 Club is like I'm thinking about when my husband had his surgery in July and he started having this conversation with the anesthesiologist and the anesthesiologist said, wow, you know, usually I just tell people we're going to go through the motions and they're like, okay. And, and they don't, <laughs> they don't want to geek out on this stuff like Rob did. So the therapy one-on-one club is also, if you want to geek out about this, like I've had therapists <laughs> who gave homework and I've had therapists who haven't. I've had therapists who have given me language to articulate some of this stuff and some that don't really tell me what they're doing. I mean, it's still effective, but I want to know all the things. This is an interest <laughs> of mine, clearly. This is, you know, not just in my own mental health journey, but now professionally through Cardigan Academy. And so 
if you're someone that just wants to know how to help others or what is this called or what the neurotransmitters are and what they do and how we can help increase them naturally, that's another reason to take the Therapy 101 clue. It's kind of like um, a lot of things we talk about here on the podcast, but you'd be having a conversation with us after learning whatever the presentation is for that week. Yeah, and we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We really do. We have a lot of fun. We, we laugh, we share, we geek out, we talk about so many things. And and a lot of what we've put in here are things that, you know, I, I've thought of what are the things that typically seem to come up in nearly every with every one of the clients I've ever seen when I have done counseling in the office, or what are the things that are helpful for anxiety or depression? Like it's, it's global enough that it can help anybody mm-hmm. and also specific enough that you can use at very specific times as well. So it's just, it's fun. It's really yeah. fun. It's what I wish I would have learned for the mental health component of health class in school that we didn't. Yeah. I, and I don't think, again, I, I don't think people think of the word fun with therapy, but my experience has been like my personal therapist, we have a wonderful, he's got a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. We laugh. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I cry a lot. <laughs> it, it depends and it varies, but I like that organic nature of it because this isn't pre-recorded. Every time we meet with everybody, whatever everyone's feeling, whatever everyone's dealing with, wherever every person is in their lives is going to shape how our clue goes that day. Like we have things prepared, but then it's just, there's like this beautiful texture mm-hmm. and richness that comes from who's there and how different it is each time we meet. Yeah, I enjoy that because it's never boring for us. Mm-mm. Even though we're doing the same thing all the time, it's yeah. always super interesting. I agree. I remember having a therapist during my pregnancy with Violet and I went in And she actually did hand me a sheet of paper with a bunch of things printed on it that you can do. I remember a cup of tea being on there. I remember like light a candle, go shopping for something nice for yourself. And if I, if I was good at making paper airplanes, (laughs) I would have just folded (laughs) it, like threw it out my car window when I drove away. Because what was missing from that was the explanation that you and I do in the Kloop as well, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we will suggest small things that can help as part of an overall mental health diet. This isn't, you know, going to fix everything. It was very dismissive to go in pregnant with a daughter I knew who was going to die and be handed a sheet of paper that told me to drink a cup of tea. (laughs) I mean, I get what you're saying. I should take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it missed the mark is what I'm saying. And so when you come to us for these things, we will give you suggestions. We will give you apps. We will give you techniques. We will give you a lot of handouts. And also we will explain what's worked for us with stories about how this looked in our own lives and the same thing with the people that are participating in the clubs with us. And that really, I think, solidifies the same message Mm-hmm. of my paper airplane handout, but totally different. It just lands different. What you're describing that you experience, it's like it's missing that context. Mm-hmm. Like where does this fits in in a bigger plan and you need both things. You get They go together. And so, yeah. And also we keep saying, like the pediatrician said to me once, you can't fix your roof when it's raining. Okay. So mm-hmm. when I went to that therapist, 
it was monsoon season <laughs> and you're giving me a handout. Like I was beyond a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Someone could have come over and cleaned my house and made tea and that would have been a little different, but mm -hmm. even three months out grieving, maybe that handout would have been different, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the right time in that no. journey. Too simplistic, too dismissive, given the gravity of what you were dealing with at that time. Yeah. And, and we will meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. It's come as you are. And we have uh, things in place so that the, the meetings run well and that everyone is there for each other. Um, it's, it's fun to all develop that common language over the weeks, too. Like our Therapy 101 is a six-week when it's weekly or six-month when it's monthly. Uh, just time to come together and get some help and not be alone and feel supported. And it's interesting to me that both our parenting group and our mental health group start somewhat similarly, that whole, you know, introductions and setting the tone. It, it again, may not be what people expect, mm -hmm. but we do a lot of that. Who are we? What's our background? What do we bring to the table? Taking a quiz to see what our score is. What's our trauma background? Like we really kind of dig in so that we know where we're starting. And we explain the science of why the data behind that. And then we just jump in on how to now build that resilience and break unhealthy cycles mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And like when you were saying earlier, Devani, about all the stuff that we, you know, we'll toss a whole bunch of stuff out at you, not in an overwhelming way, but it's very pick and choose. Um, you know, you can pick the things that work and don't worry about the ones that don't, but you're gonna have so much selection. Many things are going to work. Yeah. So we're helping you build that toolkit week to week bes mm -hmm. alongside you. And then we talk about the science behind it too, like fight, flight, freeze, and mm -hmm. fawn. What does that look like in these different situations? What do we do if we do realize that someone we love is in fight or flight? For example, when we were at the vet last week, and we got the news that we had to put my cat to sleep. I was no longer in the vet's office mentally dealing with this decision at hand. I was right back trauma-wise to the pregnancy and the death of our daughter 10 years ago. And I know my husband husband understood that, but there was still some like um, recognizing on his part and on mine that my reaction wasn't fully what was happening right there. Mm-hmm. And when we both realized that, then we were able to employ a lot of the things I have in my mental health toolkit. That's amazing personal growth. Like when you do that and see it, because so much of learning about these mental health things is we learn the stuff, but then maybe we don't always remember to employ it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you guys did that um, just shows how much you've both worked on it over the years. Because I mean, I, I have times like that where I will notice something or recognize something and I realize, oh my gosh, like this is what I've been, tr this is what my therapist does with me or this is what I've been trying to get at. And it just feels like, okay, now I'm getting it. Now it's becoming part of the fabric of my life, mm -hmm. not this thing that I'm supposed to do, but forgot to do. It becomes more, again, organic and more natural. It's always good to get in touch with, and we do this in, in the Kloop is we help everybody kind of figure out or give them the space and the tools to figure out what are the what are your triggers? What is setting you off? Like that thing you described when you're in the vet's office. Right away I thought, and I don't know if this is what you're experiencing, but dissociation when you're suddenly you're not there 
it almost feels like you're underwater or you're floating and it's surreal. You're physically there, but you're mentally not. And there's this like bodily response happening. Mm -hmm. And it does almost, if you've ever had, if anyone listening has ever had the thing where you're so stressed out or overwhelmed, or you're thinking about stuff and you sort of check out mentally. And then when you quote unquote come back, time has passed and you don't even realize it's passed and you've missed everything that's happened in that time. Yeah, I was going to say when we left and then brought the kids back to say goodbye, I had no idea what time it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they said, you know, we have an appointment for you to come back at one. And I had no frame of reference of how much time is that for us to get home and get back. And we got in the van and I had driven there. And so the, the seat was adjusted for me and we got in and I started trying to pull out of the parking lot. It's not too complicated of a parking lot but the way I was backing up and I ended up pulling in completely crooked and getting out and saying Rob I need you to drive home yeah yeah just things like that that in the moment I don't know what I looked like from the outside looking in but you're right in my own head it was just surreal yeah and I think there's that physiology right the biology of you were in a little bit of shock and grief Mm -hmm. and your brain's gonna it's like parts of it almost like shut down and then your body's protecting you like there's just a lot going on there and it's it is it is very surreal people have different responses after too like we've always said whether it was you know what we dealt with with violet's death or anything stressful my husband has a response where his head hit the pillow and he he sleeps so if he's stressed from something (laughs) his body shuts down in that way whereas i'm Mm -hmm. up all night so even that night after even though I was no longer you know caring for a sick cat I was still awake which is just like extra torturous like I can sleep now and I still can't yeah yeah my husband and I are similar he's he's out and I'm sort of like tapping like okay like like you're like almost impatient tapping like I can't sit still and the mind is racing and almost envious I've had times where I'm envious how can you sleep (laughs) yeah yeah, but think, yeah, and even recognizing that is important and something will help you do in clubs or help you do with a partner. If, you know, maybe you are each seeking your own therapist or maybe one of you is and maybe you're not quite to the place where you want to do couples counseling, though I highly recommend that because after I had my own therapist and had done several years of work, I knew it was time for my husband to come along with me to talk about what all of this looks like together Mm -hmm. as a couple. And I was always saying to people, you know, we're in counseling, but that doesn't mean we're on the verge of divorce here. If anything, it made us so much stronger. That the result of that is what happened in the vet's office last week. But sometimes a partner can be resistant to going. A lot of couples, my ther- our therapist told us, don't come until they are on that verge of divorce. That's why we have this societal connection with that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if they're in therapy, then clearly things aren't working out. He said he was actually really happy that we came yeah. when we did because things we were receptive to hearing things and our body language wasn't totally shut off to each other and just all good stuff. But if you have a partner that is resistant, taking the therapy 101 Clube can open their eyes to some of these things that both of you, I'm sure, are struggling with, but sometimes 
sometimes one of us realizes it before the other and has started that mental health journey. And there can be this realization of either you got to get on board and we can do this together, or one of us is going to leave the other one behind in the process. Yeah. And the good thing about a group setting like this, as a, if maybe they're not quite on board with going to marital counseling is it's not a spotlight on the two of you, which mm -hmm. is not how marriage counseling is. And I love that you're talking about it like that to take the stigma out of it. And it, it, you know, like anything else in life, you go to, you need to check up, you go to the doctor and you need your teeth cleaned, you go to the dentist. And if, if just checking in with a marriage counselor were things couples did when, you know, they're having the same argument over and over again, just sort of take that stigma out mm -hmm. um, completely. And, and just like you said, just doesn't mean anything other than you're going, you're getting some tips and some tweaks. When you do go to marriage counseling, it's the couple and the therapist, and it's all about you guys. And there's a great place for that. But if they're not there yet, or they need something maybe lighter or a stepping stone, being in this group setting, the spotlight's not entirely on just the two of you. It's everyone's just sort of sharing and getting that common language and those tips and little things that can help. Yeah, and we even specifically say in one of our guidelines before we start that we will never put anyone on the spot. So if you or someone you love is considering coming to one of our clubs, but maybe you're not so forthcoming with some of this stuff, mm -hmm. it's perfectly fine for you to just mm -hmm. listen and observe and share when you do feel comfortable, if you do or not. Exactly. We, we keep it. It is really important to us that the environments that we work in and we find that this happens with our clients whether it's two-on-one or hopefully the podcast also but whenever we work with people in group or individual settings it's really important to us that we have an environment that is warm and nurturing and friendly and all those good things it, like that it's a comfortable place to be and the feedback we have gotten is exactly that mm -hmm. i really like that we talk about boundaries and how to how helping people know how to have a healthy support system mm -hmm. how, how do you know what the red flags are how do you know that you've got a friend who's truly in your corner and being supportive and what's toxic what's not toxic like there's a lot of how do i set these boundaries what does that look like why how do i know when i need to set a boundary i, I love the health mm -hmm. of those topics yeah we talk about relationship as a whole. So that can be romantic partnerships or friendships. Um, we help you make a list of what you're looking for in a friend. Might not be able to go to one friend for all of the things you're looking for, but then we, mm -hmm. if you have five things that you look for in a friend and you have three friends that check some of those boxes, but maybe the other ones aren't checked, then we have conversations about finding emotionally safe people to fill that need in your life. And sometimes it happens right in cloops. Like sometimes you're making those friends right in the cloop, which is really cool. I was seriously just thinking that as you were talking, I'm in my mind scrolling through the different cloops we've done. And when we set out to do this, I thought this will be great for a group of people to meet together for six weeks or eight weeks or however long, or on a regular basis, whatever. That How nice for them to have that shared space together on a regular basis. I, I really never stopped to consider that from this, people would find those emotionally safe 
people and mm -hmm. friendships, but it makes sense, right? Because you're all in there, you're doing the work, you're learning the language, you're practicing. And so now you're like even more on the same page. And just so often you find people, I love the beauty of seeing the people in Kloops supporting each other, encouraging each other. And when, as it seems to be happening, when a lot of them do become friends on social media, it's, I think nothing makes me happier <laughs> when it comes to like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that make me happy in Cardigan Academy, but it just thrills me to see the interactions and to see them being each other's cheering section and encouraging and not, not getting all up in each other's business or mm -hmm. telling them what to do or giving unsolicited advice. Not like that. This is sincere wanting each other to succeed. It makes me so happy. Yeah, sometimes it's as simple as Stacey and Devaney came out with this new Cardigan Academy podcast episode and it made me think of something mm -hmm. you mentioned. And if that friendship has continued beyond Kloops, then you're recommending one mm -hmm. of our episodes to a friend that you know could really use it. And that, that just builds, strengthens, and builds all of those connections with emotionally safe people. And I really could have used that week of Kloop like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I think of the course of my life, I'm like, not specifically when I needed it. And now I'm to a place where I, I'm, I can help other people at it and I'm getting faster at it myself. Not always perfect, but. Are you talking about like getting the, like emotional safe? Learning to trust myself and what I notice about people without second guessing it or making excuses yes. for them. And that doesn't mean yes. that, you know, someone has to be perfect to be in my life. But when there is a repeated pattern of someone not being emotionally safe. So I go to them with something and I get the toxic positivity, which is another thing we cover in the clue mm -hmm. of, well, you know, everyone has a different opinion and look to the bright side or everything happens for a reason. It's all going to work out. Yeah, those things always bothered me. But now I'm quicker at noticing. And maybe I do explain to that person then, actually, we've been talking about this in Kloops. And here's what toxic positivity means. And when I come to you with a situation like this, it, it would really help me if you validate and empathize before giving a suggestion. And then and then if that person still doesn't do it, well, then then I've... I've really got it in my head that they're not emotionally safe. Whereas before I might've continued that relationship because mm -hmm. I ran into them every soccer game or they were the spouse of someone that my husband was friends with or whatever the case may be. I, I gave people a lot of second, third, fourth chances 10 years ago that, that I don't anymore. Yeah, that's interesting thinking about 10 years ago versus now. And I can say the same. I actually... Uh, a really dear friend of mine said to me recently, like through life, through shared groups and shared interests, um, and also just when they visit and meet people, he's made a lot of friends on Facebook with many of my friends, and I love it. I love it. And he said to me, he said to me, when I notice that it's a, when I see that it's a friend of yours, I already know this is going to be like, a good person like he said he said you have some really good friends mm -hmm. like they're really cool people and i guess him pointing it out to me made me realize how much of this work i've done yeah and that it, 
he's right. I, I do have really good friends and most of my close friends are emotionally safe mm -hmm. people. So to, to hear it observed on the outside looking in and learning that that's why he often feels comfortable getting to know my friend. Like, it's almost like I know this person's going to be a good person and what a compliment. And I just feel, I feel very lucky to have the people I do in my life because having emotionally safe people in your life is so important for support. Yeah. And like you said, then we also talk about establishing boundaries for people that might not fall into that emotionally safe category. People that you do need to continue to have in your life, like the coworker that we did the Dear Cardigan Academy on. How yeah. do you set a boundary <laughs> with someone like that that you realize isn't emotionally safe and yet you still need to interact with them on a regular basis? So people like you and I, Stacy, who have emotional thermostats turned up <laughs> and a lot of people that come to Clue tend to be that type of person. Mm -hmm. Also need to think about overextending ourselves. So we have a whole mm -hmm. week on compassion fatigue and what that looks like and how to prevent it. Because when you spend your time continuing to give space to people who aren't emotionally safe, the other thing I would fall into is overextending to help them with their mm -hmm. things. And it wasn't the trade-off of a healthy friendship and what that looks like. I feel like these are things that you might not immediately be going to therapy for, but they mm -hmm. come over time or they come with the cloop that you might be having in conjunction with therapy. Yeah, a lot of them are just really life skills I wish I'd had as, as a 20-year-old or in my yeah. teens or my when I was 30 or... And that's why it's good to take it if you're a parent, too, because you mm -hmm. can be sharing this information then with your kids. Hey, I was in my Therapy 101 loop this week, and we talked about emotionally safe friends. Here's mm. what that is. And then your kids are starting to have conversations with you over the dinner table about what do they look like in a friend? Who can you think of right off the bat that is a adult role model that you know that is someone who's emotionally safe that you have in your life? So you can also take the information then and begin to be working with people you love. Or maybe you're even just taking the clue because you have a kid who has anxiety or depression. So at this time, we aren't offering anything through Cardating Academy for teens and kids. That doesn't mean we never will. In fact, my son has said, could you please do some things for kids? <laughs> but for now, we can help you help them. Stacy, what is your extracurricular? <laughs> I know, I was trying not to laugh already. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we've <laughs> changed the way we've phrased that for a special someone. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so my extracurricular this week is um, a simple thing I learned about from a friend, Lauren shout out to you. I have been having uh, neck pain for the past month. Like, and I have chronic neck pain. It comes and goes. It's usually really bad in the winter. The cold is brutal on it. Mm. Um, when I'm stressed, it can happen. If I sleep funny, it can happen. It's, like, it's just a very, it's like the, my neck, shoulders, trapezoid area. And for years I have used these, I call them rice socks. They're, you know, 
warm wraps you throw in the microwave for a couple of minutes and you put on and mm -hmm. um and they work and also some of the ones i've used have gotten so much use they're almost not holding their heat i mean like years of yeah. <laughs> holding their heat so long i'm also kind of i gotta say scalding my back like mm. i saw my back today and i was like holy crud like is that you know permanent it looks like i burned myself uh. which because i'll put it on super hot because i'm so desperate for relief and it's like they they work they're really really hot and they lose their heat and i just it got to the point where i thought i need to get some more tools in my <laughs> neck pain toolbox <laughs> to help so i so i've got some different things i can try and i we picked a few things and then a friend of mine said what about this something like this and she showed me i'd never even heard of it but it's essentially it is a a wrap but instead of being shaped like a rice sock or a which is shaped like a really long rectangle like mm -hmm. a snake this is it it's almost like it, it goes high like a high collar on your neck mm. and then it's a wrap almost like a shawl and it spreads it goes across the trapezoid and the back shoulder blades not super low but it covers that whole upper back and then there it wraps around the front and comes down a ways and the whole thing is filled with like flax seeds and millet seeds mm. and whatever else but it's weighted it's four pounds and so i throw this in the microwave for a few minutes and i don't know what it is about this but this one's almost more like a moist heat and it's more gentle i was going to say i got the flax seed i have chronic dry eyes like I've had to have treatment for it and the one thing they recommend is a flax seed eye pillow that you might because it's moist heat Oh, I wondered every time I pull it out, like, I don't know how this is happening, but yep. <laughs> and it feels like gentle all over heat. And the weighted part was what I was so excited that she mm -hmm. found for me because I didn't know this existed. And those four pounds are helping me not scrunch my shoulders up when I'm mm. subconsciously, you know, stressed and not noticing that I'm doing it. It's like teeth clenching, you know, and so it puts this weight and heat on and it's just it's been really nice really helpful like i love doing jigsaw puzzles like you do mm -hmm. and sometimes i'll just whether it's warmed up or not i'll put that on my shoulders and work on a puzzle okay i need it on my christmas list what's it called <laughs> i don't remember i'll have to look okay you sold me on it so we'll <laughs> link to it in our post on cardiganacademy.com that sounds amazing great have you ever had a kiwi berry? No, but I want to. <laughs> okay, so that's my extracurricular today. My husband discovered these several years ago. There was a fruit CSA that he was able to participate in at work. And the one thing that was included the one week was kiwi berries. Anyone who knows my husband, when he likes something, he likes to buy like a lifetime supply of it but you know obviously these are seasonal so he's on an email list now that when the kiwi berries are almost ready you subscribe and we got a big box in the mail when they were ready they are about the size of a large olive or a very big grape and the outside is green and you're supposed to wait until they get ripe which is like wrinkly. So we have some sitting out at room temperature in containers and the rest are in the fridge because he was very adamant that not all of our kiwi berries ripen at the same time. He's trying to make this last as long <laughs> as possible. But yeah, we just like to try interesting foods. And so I thought 
if you haven't heard of kiwi berries, that that might be something interesting for people to try. I've never heard of them. And I just looked it up because I was kind of curious. Mm -hmm. And I see, tell me what you think, because this is the description. It said okay. that they are, that for the taste, it's a fusion of, it, well, they say it looks like a fusion of kiwi fruit, grapes, and kumquats. Mm -hmm. So does it taste like kiwi? Yes. It's like that same sort of, sometimes it's tart, sometimes it's sweet. And the okay. texture is similar to that too. But like I said, with almost like a thicker skin, not like a kiwi. Not fuzzy? Yeah. The kiwi skin, I always have to peel my kiwis because that really irritates my mouth. Mm -hmm. Wait, do people eat that? Some people do. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Or sometimes people will slice it and kind of like eat it from the skin and oh and, yeah but even that like if it touched my mouth at all it was mm -hmm. I, I couldn't tell for a while if it was an allergy or just a sensitivity but these yeah like grapes you can just pop in your mouth yeah. and yeah yeah they look really good and they're kind of cute too okay I will um I will do a kiwi berry delivery to your house oh yay I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> If you're interested in learning more about parenting, education, and mental health from our therapist teacher team, check us out at cardiganacademy.com. And we are also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. <laughs>